and welcome to Jeanette's TV and Jeanette's TV Podcast. I'm your host, Jeanette Burke. On today's show, we're featuring the film Free Puppies. It's a documentary that talks about the heartbreak and triumph of dog rescuing in the U.S. with guest filmmaker Samantha Wishman, Christina Thompson, who's the producer, director, and editor, and Monda Wooten, the film subject and dog rescuer. When Hurricane Katrina left more than 250,000 pets stranded, the infrastructure of a nationwide dog rescue effort was born. Since then, millions of southern rescue dogs have been transported to new homes thanks to the tireless efforts of a grassroots network of dog rescuers. And while the media has popularized the image of dogs climbing out of transport trucks into the arms of eager adopters. Little attention has been paid to the other side of the story. Free Puppies travels across the country's political divide to explore one of the many areas where no public animal services exist and volunteers, many of whom are women, step in. The story follows rescuers Mondo Wooten, Anne Brown, and Ruth Smith, and the network of independent rescue ladies who patrol vast rural counties in the Tennessee Valley, caring for stray and surrendered dogs. Their grassroots efforts start up and spray and neuter program rescue countless dogs from euthanasia and neglect and place them in loving forever homes. We'll pluck at the heartstrings of any dog, person, or animal lover. Now, before we get into today's episode, I want to remind you that if you haven't already done so, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. The link will be in the show notes below. You can also support us on Patreon. That link will also be below as we continue to bring you the best lifestyle, women's, and business content on the net and our podcast channels. No donation is too big or too small, and there are perks for the different donation levels for you to check out. You can also support us by purchasing a Jeanette's TV and Podcast premium t-shirt or sweatshirt like this one in your favorite color and size with either the JTV and JTV Podcast logo and tagline like this one, or an inspirational saying made by me and one of my interviewees guests in a previous episode. The choice is yours, and all orders include shipping and handling and are conveniently shipped straight to your front door. Again, that link will also be in the show notes below. Now, we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Are you constantly struggling? And are you fed up with being told to just relax, go with the flow, it'll all work out? Is that really true? What if you could be in control and chart this flow like a map using numerology and your calendar? Hi, I'm Donna Walser, Intuitive Numerology Specialist. I'm taking the mystery out of numerology and teaching you practical tools that you can easily apply to get the results you want, including less stress, more financial abundance, more of the results you really want in your life and your business. So I invite you to go to DonnaWalser.com 
and download my free guidebook, The Story of Numbers. You can take the first step today to plotting your own chart, your own flow. I look forward to being a part of your journey. And I'm sitting here today with Samantha Wishman and Mondo Wooten from Free Puppies. And I already talked about them in the uh, intro. So we're going to just jump right into the interview. Welcome, Samantha and Monda, to Jeanette's TV and Jeanette's TV podcast. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. So let's talk about why. And I'm going to maybe bring Samantha in for why, Samantha, did you feel that this film was so important to make? Um, given your background, you know, like I read up a little bit about you that you you came from New York, you went to L.A., you're a lawyer, you became uh, known in the TV world doing all kinds of productions, shorts, different things. And then you made this movie. Why this movie? Why wh- when you read the script or you found out about it, what made you say, yes, I have to make this movie? So it started for me with a personal experience of helping my family adopt a dog who came from Mississippi to Connecticut. And it was when I went to pick him up at a rest stop uh, next to a Wendy's and he pulled up in a truck with 80 other dogs and they were all being adopted that I was, had never seen anything like it. Uh, was very blown away. People were crying. It was a very emotional moment when people were meeting their dogs. And um, I learned that there were, had been millions of dogs that had made this exact same journey. And uh, very few people knew much about what was going on or why this was happening. Uh, there had been, um, you know, coverage after Katrina, uh, about some of the movement. And then, uh, you often see, um, you know, the, the happy adopters and the, um, the trucks arriving, but very little storytelling about what was on the other side of that transport and what really was happening that was leading to this, uh, migration in the first place. So it seemed like an opportunity to to learn more and to tell a story that people were curious about and really cared about because I think people are just, you know, few things in life that people care more about than their dogs. They are the, the loyal friend to, to many. And uh, this was an, an opportunity to show that the, the, the challenges, but really the, the solutions and how many people were working together um, from across the country, across the world, I mean, up into Canada, um, dogs coming from, from all over being flown in, uh, you know, it's, it's a a rare instance where you see so many people and organizations working together and um, affecting really positive change. Okay, great. So you touched on a few things that are part of my questions. We're going to come back to that. Now I'm going to just ask Monda if you to come into the conversation as the leader of the rescue mission or one of the leaders, I know you work with two other women and in Ruth, and I mentioned them in the intro as well. Um, let's hear from your perspective. You know, what, what would be going on today for these dogs if you didn't start this rescue mission and, and you weren't in these remote areas like Tennessee and uh, different places like that across the U S and I know there's some, Canadian perspective to it as well um but what would be happening if you if you guys weren't involved if you didn't step up and step in well what would be happening is the same thing that is happening there's so many more that we can't we can't help uh there's there's so few of us and 
there's so many that wind up euthanized due to there's just there's just not enough homes. We can't spay and neuter enough to uh, to prevent enough of those unwanted litters from being born. Uh, they wind up out on the street. They wind up in these boxes labeled free puppies. They wind up in the shelters and in the shelter. This, all the shelters are packed. They're they're just packed. And, uh, you know, so they the shelter directors have to make these hard decisions to euthanize due to space. And so so it is happening. So I guess if, if it were not for people like me um, and, and, and listen, I'm nothing special. I'm one of many, many. Um, uh, there would just be that many more. That would be it would just be the problem would just be that much that much larger you know uh, there's a lot of uh, heartache in this um, so you just have to celebrate the the victories that you have and let's talk a little bit and both of you are welcome to chime in on this one so the media is some and of course I'm a member of the media so I you know I, want, I don't want to be like too harsh on us but I will I'm very frank and I'll be the first to admit that you know, uh, sad news usually is the selling news, right? Media is not usually afraid to put um, things on that are not all joy. But when I read some of the material on this particular movie and it stated that, you know, you always see these sort of images of the happy puppy coming off the trailer into the arms of the adopter or the adoptee and uh, everything looks glorious and rosy and that's not being portrayed in the media the other side of the story isn't being, being portrayed as well in the media my question is why why are they hiding the facts of what's going on or why do they not want to showcase the reality of the situation and what is really happening with these dogs well i think you see uh i think you see the the happy story which i think you see a lot on uh news stations, for example, uh, there've been a number of segments on like local stations of dogs arriving in certain communities, um, which I think is a feel good story that people like. And I think you also see it when there's something like a natural disaster, there'll be a lot of media coverage of dogs, for example, with Katrina or other hurricanes. Um, and yes. that's definitely a moment where you do get a lot of attention. I think where our, yeah. our film goes and perhaps I, I think this is why it's a documentary and not it's on easy TV segment is that the ongoing issues are complex and they are, um, you know, it's, it's not, it's not just that there are hurricanes, there are really persistent challenges that come from a lot of different angles facing these rural communities, um, you know, from climate, from uh, infrastructure, from, uh, you know, lack of access to affordable stay and neuter. Sorry. I said resources. Yeah, resources. I mean, these are these are persistent, complicated challenges that don't fit easily into into a news segment. So it took, I think, a documentary to really explore all of them, which I think is, you know, why it's it's an exciting thing to be in the documentary space because I think it's a it's a way to tell stories that require um, more room and more nuance. So so getting into the documentary itself, or maybe we can have an illustrated case study of just one example of what you found, uh, you know, with a dog that was um, left stray and how you were able to uh, find it a good home, a loving, lasting, forever home. You want me to tell you a story? 
Sure. <laughs> since you're uh, since you're a rescuer, uh, I mean, and I'm uh, sure there's something featured in the in the film. So I'm, I'm asking you to pick at least one case study. Well, I could tell you uh, uh, many stories. Uh, just most recently, we had a uh, we had a dog that um, it was the the people moved off. That's what the neighborhood told us that the the people moved and left the dog well um the dog's roaming around everywhere getting in garbage uh you know people are calling the law on the dog they're calling the animal control of course you know we're in the south and it's just not people just don't take it as serious as they should and then people's calling me because uh you know people knows that i get involved in those kinds of things so we go and they say, you can't get close to the dog. You can't get close to the dog. Uh, the dog's mean, the dog's being, well, I just go over there and I happen to know one of the, one of the ladies in the neighborhood and I left her a bag of food and I said, listen, will you start feeding this dog? Just put the food here by your, uh, by your uh, mailbox every day. And then, and then are you still there? I am. Okay, and then after a few days, if you'll move it and just just start to to move it more and more towards your backyard because she had a fenced in yard and we was hoping we could catch the dog, you know, in the fenced in yard. So she did. And the dog would return every day. This this took us about three weeks. I get well, maybe. Yeah, two to three weeks. So the dog uh, eventually started eating in her backyard. She had slowly lured it there. And, uh, and when she got it there, then we called uh, the animal control officer and he caught the dog because, you know, we're thinking the dog could be vicious because you can't get close to it. So he gets mm-hmm. the dog to the shelter. Uh, when we get the dog to the shelter, we start kind of, uh, you know, just talking to it, uh, you know, trying to, uh, you know, make it feel a little more safe. I took the dog to be uh, spayed and neutered. And so I got to spend a lot of time with it. Um, when the dog came back from being spayed and neutered, I took it to my house, kept it. Let me tell you, that is the sweetest dog, the, the sweetest dog right. you could ever meet. Right. And then this mm-hmm. Saturday, um, a lady that works with me took the dog to Petco and the dog found a lovely home. And they've sent us a couple of videos since then. And, you know, it's just the dog was stressed. It probably been shooed away uh, a lot because people's looking at, like, oh, the dog's going to get in my garbage. And so they, you know, yell at it, probably throw things at it. You know, it wasn't feeling welcome anywhere. I mean, you know, there's a lot of stories like that. And then we have, you know, even worse stories. It's just, you know, there's there's a lot. Of- Isn't it amazing how much animals, you know, there's very perceptive in a lot of ways. They're like us humans are like children. And they can sense when something's not right or they're not being treated right. And it affects them in the same way that it might affect us our, and our self-esteem. And I think that you hit on a great point, Monda, when you said, you know, they, it's almost like they have feelings too, right? Even though oh, they do think have animals feelings. don't. Oh, of they course do. they do. They do. They do. And, I, and I, I think what people need to understand that is that, you know, even though maybe dogs don't speak or whatever, they bark instead of speak, but they sense everything that's going on around them too. And they do have feelings and they know, I mean, I think they're very perceptive animals like other animals. And I think that they know, they recognize when, like you said, they're wanted or not welcome. 
not wanted. And of course, if you feel unwelcomed or not wanted, you know, you're going to react accordingly. And so it's great that you found them a loving home. I guess what I wanted to hear, though, at the sort of the tip of it is like, what is the worst you've ever one of the worst things you've ever seen in terms of how dogs were treated and how you were able to take them out of that and, um, you know, give them give them a happy life somewhere else? A few years ago, uh, our local police department called me and they had a uh, they had a hoarding situation and they had been called in from the family and children's services because the children were actually being removed from the home. The children were going to oh. school and they had a body lice, head lice. Uh, and so oh. anyway, I, I didn't get involved in a, in a whole lot of that because when I was called in, everything had already been decided on that end and when they get there to take the children they find out the home is full of a lot of animals so so they call me and I said well how many animals are you talking about and they're saying they said you know 15 to 20 well so so I start making calls to to some of my friends that do rescue and I'm like you know I don't know what we're going into I don't know what kind of animals what kind of dogs they are big small sick well but I'm going to need some help. So they all come running. We go over. Uh, the, the law is there. They've already removed the kids. This is the most horrible, horrible place I have ever seen. I walk to the door and there's this reaching odor. And I look down on the floor. If you can imagine this, it was dried up on the floor, but there was so many feces animal feces oh my god on the floor that it it had been walked on and it had dried and it covered the floor completely you you had to look down and think about it for just a minute to realize what this was i went out in the back there was a uh there was a uh a kennel that had two dead dogs in it with about other live dogs there was, uh, there was a few little dogs. You couldn't tell what they were. You knew they were small and you knew they were real fluffy, but their hair was matted to the point that their skin would, was bleeding. And uh, yeah, and so we took those dogs out. We took them to the, uh, to the, uh, the matted ones. We took them to a, uh, a groomer. They had to be shaved down completely. Um, several of them had heartworms. Um, that that was probably the the worst case, you know. That was probably the worst, and we wound up having to euthanize um, a few of the dogs because, of course, you know we're challenged with uh, resources. Uh, you know, do you do you take this dog that that doesn't have a home, and you put you know hundreds, maybe thousands of dollars in it, and then and then it it's never going to be really well, uh, uh-huh. or do you? Do you euthanize that dog and focus your efforts on, you know, some others? There are so many of these stories that are heartbreaking. And we saw that and we talked to people, um, you know, the, the kind of work that goes into it is so, and like, it, it takes heart, it takes grit, it takes determination, and it takes persistence to keep going back to, um, deal with some of, you know, cruelty and neglect and, um, really difficult, challenging situations. And to see people like Monda and the other rescuers who day in and day out, don't let it deter them from keeping the eye on the prize, mm-hmm. 
helping mm-hmm. dogs and doing what they can. And then not just dog by dog, which, you know, every dog saves know. You know, is worthwhile, yeah. but also. So, really- Samantha, Samantha, I have to um, tell you that we're out of time. So I need you to finish up what you're saying and then tell us where we can get to this movie, how we can get it, where we can order it, and where we can watch it. Because I just got a message here from Emma that we are out of time. Okay. Uh, well, you can. The movie is coming out uh, December thirteenth. It's going to be on major streaming platforms or wherever you normally watch Apple, Amazon, uh, DVD. If you still do that, available for pre-order right now on Amazon. Um, so you can put it in Google. Go to firstrunfeatures.com, and you will be able to see what is a really um, you know uplifting story about people coming together, facing really hard things, but in a proactive, collaborative way to find solutions that are working and will continue to work, especially if people um, watch the film and take away the, the messages and learn how to how to make the change because it is up to all of us. And they're, um, you know, it's the holiday season coming and people have big hearts and together we can do a lot more. Okay, and is there a website for the free puppies, the movie? The movie is free, uh, www.freepuppies.us. Uh, and you can see there um, more information about the film and also how to support all of the amazing uh, rescuers and organizations who are involved in the film, including Monda's group, the Dade County Pet Project. Um, so people can get involved there and learn how to take action. Okay, well, that's great. And I am first of all, I want to just say thank you so much for making us aware of this situation and making the film. As an animal lover and a dog lover, uh, I really support this effort. Monda and your and your team and your lovely ladies who get out there and help you every day. I know it's not an easy job. You said you weren't special. I think you guys are. And thank you again for doing this too, because you are making a huge difference. And I want to thank you both for spending this time with me today for this interview. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for being with us today on Jeanette's TV and Jeanette's TV podcast. I'm your host, Jeanette Burke, signing off. Please remember to like, comment, and share all our posts with your family and friends. You will find us everywhere. On the TV side, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and the list goes on. On the audio podcast side, we're on Buzzsprout, Buzzfeed, Anchor, iHeartRadio, Apple, Spotify, and a whole bunch more. For a complete list of where to watch and listen to us, please check the show notes below. And until next time, continue to be fabulous.